0: of mpt for the year 2022 i don't know why that makes me like weirdly a little emosh but it does we've had such a great year i can't even tell you how much fun i have had this year growing the podcast interacting with you guys doing the deep dives it honestly is like one of my favorite parts of what I do. And I know that I do a million different things. So it's hard to keep track with them all. But truly, I love this podcast so much. And I just something about the end of the year heading into 2023. I just feel so grateful that you all tune in every week. (gasps) Oh, it makes me so emotional. Last episode before I go to South Africa. Oh my gosh. I'm also PMSing, so that could be why. But wow, I just feel so like, I don't want to say motivated because I'm not motivated to do anything right now. It's the week between Christmas and New Year's. But um, I think think energized would be the word. I'm excited to end the year strong. I have a great episode for you today. I'm excited to meet the in-laws. I'm excited for you guys to come on that journey with me. I leave on Monday. Holy mackerel. I'm so nervous. Okay, anyways, what we're going to do today because, you know, the last two weeks of the year in pop culture news is always so slow. Don't worry. We're going to talk about that Kim interview and I'll start with that cuz I don't want to leave you guys hanging. Um but we're going to go through the year and talk about the biggest stories. I've been doing that on my Instagram For the past couple of days, um, but it was more of just an overview. So I'm going to really like dig a little bit deeper into what I consider the biggest story of each month, take a little trip down memory lane. But first, let's start with this Kim Kardashian interview with Angie Martinez, because I have some thoughts. I've been sitting on it. Uh, Let me say that there were pros and cons to this interview, and I'm going to be fair and I'm going to highlight the good things that Kim did, and I'm going to be Judgmental isn't the word critical of some of the things that she did. Um, I really like Angie Martinez. I feel like somebody said this on Instagram and I can't remember, remember who, but Angie isn't sitting there trying to be Kim Kardashian's BFF like a lot of other people who interview her do that. And that's no shade. If I was interviewing Kim Kardashian, I would probably do the same thing. Um, but Angie really like gets Kim to be vulnerable in this podcast episode. So let's start with the positives that I took away from it. I will say I've said it before. I don't know that I would be able to be married to Kanye West, to co-parent with Kanye West. I feel like a lot of us Probably would not be able to do that. Um, I remember whenever he was running for president in 2016, we tried to like kind of forget that, but um, he's, I remember thinking Kim should have been done in this moment whenever he was talking about the fact that they almost had an abortion with North. And I was like, if my husband did that, oh my word. And, you know, a lot of people, make the argument that Kanye is not mentally well. And and we did a deep dive about this on one of the episodes. Like, What is the line between mental health and abuse? And is there a line? And how do you navigate that? If you're in a relationship with somebody like a Kanye, um, you'll have to go back and find that because we do not have time to get into it today. Um, I think she is strong, though, and I think that she's a good mom and she wants to do what's best for her kids. I agree with her when she says that her family couldn't handle the stuff that she's been through. Uh, Did we forget that she was robbed at gunpoint? Like, that is so traumatic. And she has said it before, and I believe her when she says if that would have happened to any other family member, they would not be able to make it through that. She also says that she's afraid that her future boyfriends will be afraid to date her because of Kanye, which made me instantly come to the realization that maybe Pete was scared of Kanye. You know, we always like speculated on whether or not it got to Pete. He made a bunch of jokes about it. You know, they had that whole text exchange in February that was put out on the internet, but her saying like, Are they going to be afraid of my, you know, Ex kind of makes me think, oh, maybe Pete was a little like, I don't want to be involved and maybe that is why they broke up. So obviously those are the things that we can commend Kimmy on. I think she is strong. You guys, she is a strong woman, but we're going to talk about what she said about the Balenciaga debacle, because this again, to me, as somebody who, Watched Kardashians for so long, followed them for so long. Just honestly, I I was like, does she think that we're stupid? It really angered me. Okay. So she even starts talking like in a different tone. And I'm not going to like mimic her because I don't want to mock her, but you all know what I'm talking about. She starts talking in this more like whiny tone. And she's saying, you know, people are saying, why aren't you speaking out? And I'm like, what, wait, what, what? I want to take a minute to research. It's like, no, it didn't take you a minute to research, Kim. It took you six days to say something. And she's like, oh, I want to take a minute to research. Kim, do you remember on episodes of The Kardashians when you told us that you hacked into your boyfriend's voicemail from your phone? Because that's how good you are at finding things out. But it took you six days to see what the rest of us saw on the internet. <laughs> like, it just makes no sense. So she said, I did speak out and denounced it, but because I didn't say, you, Balenciaga. That's it. People got mad. I don't think that's why people got mad. I think the real reason that people got upset with Kim in this moment, including myself, is because it revealed her intentions. I mean, we know that the Kardashians are materialistic, but I feel like this took it to a whole other level where she doesn't want to let go of that relationship. Why? Because it's glitz and glamour and high fashion and whatever, I understand that it probably is hard to separate yourself from brands, people in that brand that have helped you in your come up. You know what I mean? Like Kim has said on the show a bunch that uh, whenever she was no longer with Kanye, she was trying to find her sense of style and that Balenciaga helped her and Demna helped her. Um, But in this situation, it seemed that Kim made the decision that her relationship with Balenciaga and potentially the people behind the scenes was more important than doing what is right, you know, and I've said it a hundred times. I'm not here for canter- cancel culture, but until this brand makes some serious in-house changes, this is what this brand is now going to be known for. And I have a hard time trying to understand why Kim would choose to continue to be associated with it. And I think we all know why. There's one answer. and I'm not going to say it. You can figure it out yourself. And then she says, well, some people say I'm the face of the brand. And this is where I'm like, do you think that we're stupid? Because maybe if it wasn't plastered all over your Instagram, your show in yellow duct tape all over your body, maybe if they didn't dress you for Saturday Night Live, the Met Gala, we wouldn't say you're the face of Balenciaga but you do those things. So are we supposed to have selective memory? And she's like, oh, she's not the face. She only talks about it in every episode of the Kardashian. She only wears it down every red carpet. Whose fault is that? Is that our fault for thinking that you're the face of Balenciaga when you're wrapped in Balenciaga duct tape? I'm sorry. It's like, honestly, absurd. It's absurd. So that's my thought on that. I'm still like in my off the Kardashians phase. I'm just not vibing with any of them at the moment. Like they're annoying me. I go through phases though, like this. It's never particularly been this bad. The only one I'm vibing with right now is Courtney, because I also don't think she's vibing with any of her family at the moment either. My prediction for 2023 is that, um, Courtney, Courtney's going to move to Tennessee with Travis. They've been like kind of hinting at it on social media and Courtney's been done with the show for a long time. She doesn't want to film. She's like, whatever. I don't want to be here. Really, I feel like the only reason she agreed to even film was because she was like much happier with Travis. But, you know, the longer life goes on, the honeymoon phase starts to wear off and she's probably not going to want the cameras around. So I think. 2023 is going to be the year that Courtney moves to Tennessee with Travis and lives a more low-key lifestyle. So there you have it. Okay, let's get into this is going to be fun. The biggest stories of the year starting in January. There are two that I think rival for the top spot. One being Jamie Lynn Spears releasing her book. Jamie Lynn Spears going on call her daddy you know, releasing text messages from Britney and literally all hell broke loose. Britney, when I was doing the research, it seems like she just got out of her conservatorship, but she got out of her conservatorship in November of 2021. So it's been over a year. And so she's finally getting her freedom back. And, and then we have Britney or Jamie Lynn release a book, like things I should have said. And I can't remember what the book was supposed to be titled, but there was like a working title um, and it was Britney Spears lyrics or something. Oh, my gosh. And that was like the beginning of the public feud between Jamie Lynn and Britney and that that interview. With Alex Cooper was crazy. That rivals Tristan Thompson admi- admitting via Instagram story that he cheated on Chloe and was having a baby with Marley Nichols. That was our first proper, like, breaking news: black screen, white text. I am father. I am the father, as Mari would say, was giving that vibe. And then the next slide is like Chloe. I'm so sorry. I never meant to do this to you. And it's interesting because at that point, we didn't really know that Chloe and Tristan were still together, right? They were in this like secret relationship. Um, Were they engaged? Were they not engaged? It's just a whole mess. I honestly still don't know the timeline. It's very confusing. But at this point... We didn't know that Chloe was expecting another baby with Tristan. So when you look back on that moment, oh my gosh, wow, crazy. In February, in my opinion, the biggest story in reality TV and pop culture was the biggest love triangle between Kristen Cavallari, Craig Conover, and Paige DeSorbo. I mean, we knew Kristen was the GOAT, but who knew like 20 years later, she would still be sneaking her way onto reality TV shows that she wasn't even on and being the center of attention. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the power that Kristen Cavallari has over us is like, wow. And I remember Paige saying something along the lines of like, uh... I don't – she probably was jealous, so that's not the quote. But she was like, I can't compete with that. Like, I want to meet her. I'm her biggest fan. I would be the same exact way. I know a lot of you guys are asking if Craig and Paige are broken up. Everything that I've seen, they're still together. Um, People have been, like, tagging them in in fan interactions. They traveled together last week. She apparently talks about him a bunch on Giggly Squad, but they're just not posting each other as much, which I still think is a little – sus. And if there's one thing I learned working in the biz where there's smoke, there's fire. But to each their own. In March, this is just my personal biggest story because I know that there are other things that went on like um, Clayton imploded on The Bachelor. Uh, Pete branded himself with Kim's name. But in my opinion, the top story in March Katie Maloney and Tom Schwartz revealed they were getting a divorce. I'm so naive. I could watch years, 10 years of the toxic relationship between Katie Maloney and Tom Schwartz and still be like, they're going to make it forever. They're going to be together forever. They're going to have kids. They're going to have little butter and Gordo running around in their new now mansion. So naive. I just always want the best for people. And I just ignore every red flag. I did the same thing for Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler, who literally on the show, it seems like they hated each other the whole entire time. And then they announced their divorce. And I was like, what? What? True love doesn't exist. Like, no, girl. Toxic relationships exist. And they should probably get the heck out of Dodge. (laughs) I also don't know why I said that phrase, because I think it's from like the 1950s. But... Anyways, we're gearing up for Vanderpump to come back in February. Listen to this. My birthday is February 9th. That week, we're getting the premiere of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, the premiere of Summer House, and the premiere of Vanderpump Rules, all on my birthday week. It's like God was looking down on me. And he's like, Morgan, I know you're a little stressed about turning 30. This is the universe. In its way of telling you that it's going to be all right as long as you keep spending 85% of your life watching reality TV. And I'm like, God, I'll do it. I'll do it. I know it's my calling. Okay. Anyways, April. April was a big one too. The whole Kravis Las Vegas moment where we're like, are they married? Are they not married? Lo and Ben got reengaged after 20 years. But for me, what takes the cake in April, Olivia Wilde served custody papers while on stage promoting Don't Worry Darling at CinemaCon. If we would have known then what we know now about Olivia Wilde and the Don't Worry Darling saga, the absolute saga that was that movie, and I feel bad for her because don't worry, darling, was a good movie, but the drama surrounding it was better. They should have just done a documentary. They should have done a reality show. Everything going on between Harry and Florence, between Florence and Shia, between Shia and Olivia, between Olivia and Harry. Where was the production team? Why wouldn't just turn the cameras, brothers, and capture the real drama? I remember we were all debating. Did Jason Tadekas do this on purpose? Did he serve Olivia Wilde custody papers at CinemaCon on purpose? And Olivia Wilde was like, yeah, he did. He knew where I was going to be. I don't know. I've never served custody papers. I've never been served custody papers. But I heard that it's like right place, right time situation where it's like, if they can catch you, they're going to get you. They don't care where you are. Clearly, they don't care. The image, the image of her on stage in that fabulous blue suit with the manila envelope that just says confidential. I mean, iconic, absolutely iconic. In May, Christine Quinn dropped bombs on the Call Her Daddy podcast. And you know, we were always wondering what the deal was. With Christine Quinn, was she coming back to Selling Sunset? It seems like everybody on the show hated her the month before in April. She skipped the reunion. Remember, she tested positive for COVID. And then three days later, she was like seen out with Melissa Gorga filming some type of commercial or something. So this is like when we saw the writing on the wall, right? That Christine was done on Selling Sunset because she goes on Call Her Daddy with Alex Cooper. And she's basically saying that Adam DeVillo, the creator of the show was abusive towards her, uh, made everything up, kept all the women separated, um, edited her in an unfair way, you know, mixed stuff together to make it appear one way when it really happened another way. And look, I know everybody wants to hate on Christine. It's easy to hate a villain. But at the end of the day, we did a deep dive on this so you can go back. Adam Tavillo also created the Hills, and Laguna Beach. And you have Steven and Kristen, who ironically in the month of May also did their Back to the Beach podcast, y'all. You know, 20 years later now getting on podcasting, yeah, it was all fake. And we're we're now not supposed to believe that Christine is telling the truth. (laughs) I definitely think it's fake. If it's not fake, it's at least exaggerated. But I mean, look, you even have like Spencer on his TikTok Constantly calling out, you know, storylines in the hills in Laguna Beach that were completely inaccurate. Do I think Christian Quinn played up her villain role? Absolutely. I'm really curious what's gonna happen now that she's no longer on the show. She quits later in the year. But let's go to June. June had some big uh Legal battles. Johnny Depp won his defamation trial against Amber Heard. The Chrisleys were found guilty of bank fraud and tax evasion. That was a great deep dive. This episode is just one promotion for my deep dives. But if you missed the Chrisley deep dive, it's really good. But in my opinion, the biggest story in June was that Britney Spears and Sam Ashkari got married. Because, and obviously now that has a whole nother That's a whole other can of worms that we got in last week on Deep Dive. (laughs) Listen, this is just proving that I'm doing hard work for you guys and all the biggest stories we have dug into because now you have people thinking that Sam is in on the conservatorship, that he was like a plant by dad, Jamie, to continue to control Brittany just in a different way. You have Sam posting photos and videos of Britney this week because, you know, last week everybody thought Britney Spears was dead. I mean, it's harsh, but it's the truth. You had Perez Hilton like with the with the flashing lights, the warning lights. Like, I can't tell you, but pray for Britney. It's like, Perez, shut up. Okay. Anyways, I'm on one for this last podcast of the year. But you know, it's interesting and I'm going to try to pull it up right now if I can. But Sam, I think Sam knew what people were saying about them online because he pinned the post. Yep. Three days ago, a little hike and a little meditation on Christmas Day goes a long way. My wife is really becoming a meditation guru and I love it. Merry Britmas to you all from Samta and Brittany. And then it's like these videos of them on a mountain kissing and stuff. But he made sure to pin that ish. Cause he's like, look, she's not dead and y'all aren't going to blame me for her murder. Okay. Anyways, when Britney Spears got married though, iconic Paris Hilton, Selena Gomez, Drew Barrymore. Oh my God. Do you remember who tried to break in? Jason Alexander tried to break in. He did break into her house on her wedding day. Oh my gosh. After all she's been through, she does need to be a meditation guru. And I hope 2023, we see Brittany just frolicking about her life. In July is when news broke that Chloe was having another baby with Tristan via surrogate. So it took us six months, six months to be able to put the the pieces of the puzzle together I was like, let's think back to January. What the heck was Tristan Thompson talking about when he was like, Chloe, I'm so sorry. Like, were you guys together? Well, yeah. And and they were expecting a child via surrogate. I remember being absolutely shell-shocked when this happened. And then after 20 minutes, like, oh, that makes sense. You know, like, Chloe wanted another baby. She wanted True to have the same dad. She's like, what, 36, maybe? Not saying the age really matters, but sometimes like biologically it does, but she had a surrogate, so I guess it kind of doesn't, but she wanted them maybe to be close in age. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factors Fresh, Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code talks 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I remember like, wow, when I first saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, Chloe, what are you thinking? But the more you think about it, it's like, She's already, got, she's already got one kid with him. Might as well like platonically have another. I mean, obviously it wasn't platonic at the time. But here's to hoping in 2023 we'll actually know the name of the child. We got a little picture of him from the Christmas party. Let's talk about the Christmas party for a second. Did you see the, fo- the group photo of all the Kardashian-Jenner ladies? And they're each looking a different direction. Y'all, they hate each they hate each other. They don't even take family photos together. They're constantly photoshopping each other in. It's like True's looking to the left. Kendall's looking up in space. Courtney looks like she hates her life and does not want to be there. Kim is like deadpanning the camera because she knows how to do it. Chris is basically a floating head. Like, what is going on? What is going on? A Bennifer also got married in July. So that was that was a pretty big deal. August was a doozy. I could not pick two of the biggest stories because we had the Friday night media dump. I remember it as clear as day. I was sitting at dinner with David. I had just ordered some chicken lettuce wraps. And they get to the table and I open my phone for a second, trying to enjoy a date night with my fiance. And I see Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson split. And I was like, I knew it, Keith. Rip Keith. Oh, you guys remember Keith? Oh, those were such good times. I've said it a million times. I hated Kim and Pete together because it just felt fake. It felt phony. It felt forced. I feel like Pete Davidson hates everything that Kim Kardashian stands for. You know, there was like this one clip of them that came out more recently where they're in the car and Kim is like, oh yeah, I wanted this to be our first, um, red carpet together. And Pete was like, I wanted us to get slimed. And I'm like, that's it. That is the perfect example of why I thought these two should never be together. And I know people are like, well, opposites attract to an extent, but not for Keith. Not even an hour later, not even an hour later, Chloe welcomed her second baby via surrogate. i I was so happy at dinner. We were cheers and cheers, cheers. It's so messed up. And then I get home, get ready to go to bed, open my phone again. What do you know? Dun, 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 dun. You know, that's my breaking news. Baby here in the world. And then on the opposite side of the coin here, we had two love is blind divorces in the month of August, Ayana and Jarrett. And then a week later, Nick and Danielle, which makes absolutely no sense because after the divorces, after the altar came out, and everybody was still together, happy, go lucky, living their best life, and <clears throat> nope, they actually weren't. Ion and Jarrett, they were real. And after the altar, Nick and Danielle, like I said, I know I'm naive, but I was like, oh yeah, they're doing great. People are like Morgan. There were red flags all over the place. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just believe people, when they say stuff, maybe I shouldn't. In September, we have the Adam Levine DM scandal where he asked his side chick if he could name him and his wife's son after her, Sumner Stroh. What's she up to these days, I wonder? I heard she was getting a reality show. I don't know if that happened. You know, she would capitalize on it. Let's see what I'm looking her up because I'm very, uh, she's got like half a million followers. All of her videos still getting 3.1, 2.2 million. It's like a lot of thirst traps. Look, I commend these ladies that know how to be the thirst traps that can get it, that are confident. It can never be me. Oh my gosh. I just don't know how to like be sexy. (laughs) I don't even like saying it. Okay. Anyways, Tide. With the Adam Levine DM scandal, spit gate. <laughs> Did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine at the Venice Film Festival? I know America is divided right now, but we were one. We were one nation under God when we were trying to figure out if Chris Pine spit on Harry Styles at the Venice Film Festival. The constant online chatter about Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, Shia LaBeouf. I remember too, like, man, Olivia Wilde did this interview. I think it was on The Tonight Show or something. And and the host asked about Spitgate. And she was like, people just love to create drama. And I'm like, Olivia, please read the room. Who's creating the drama, Olivia? Who? You and your salad dressing and your boyfriend, Harry. That maybe spit on Chris Pine. Coming into October, we had the bombshell that was the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills finale. Let me tell you, Kyle and Garcelle's dinner table conversation was one of the best scenes I have seen in years. Years. They're sitting at the table. They're like – Garcelle's like, they're plotting against you. The wheels are turning in Kyle Richards' brain. She's like, oh, my God, Garcelle, you're right. They are plotting against me. They're trying to bring me and my sister down. And then we get the confrontation in the room where Kyle's like, I heard, Erica, that your publicist was leaking things to the press. And Erica's like, I don't know. I don't know. And Lisa Renna's like, who's leaving the press? Who's leaving stuff to the press? I was leaving the press. Who's leaving stuff to the press? And Kyle's like, whoa. <laughs> uh, oh. It was such a great finale. And let me tell you, I feel like the reunion didn't really live up to the hype. I mean, it was great. The last part was great between Kyle and Kathy and Lisa and Erica. I've heard that. I heard Lisa's coming back. I heard Erica's coming back. Kyle's coming back. Kathy, question mark. But wow. Wow. October, the ladies of Beverly Hills had us absolutely gripped. Bravo Con was also in October. Oh, and Erica said that PK and Dorit would be the next to split up. That was fun. Okay, coming into November, getting down to the nitty gritty. Love is blind. Season three dropped on Netflix. Cutie gate. And I feel like this one is still too close to home because like we literally spent the entire month of November dissecting Zanab's relationship with Cole and cutie gate. And let me tell you, every time that I say something to David, like don't like we're getting ready to eat dinner. I'm like, oh my God. Am I being a bad, am I food shaming? Am I being a bad fiance? It really has triggered me in a level that I was not prepared for. I saw that Cole um, did an interview on not skinny, but not fat saying that he and Zaneb had discussed and agreed that they were both going to say no. So Cole also wasn't going to say yes at the altar. um, But... He didn't know that Zineb was going to pop off the way that she did. And then, I mean, all the love is blind aftermath ensued. Uh, the SK cheating scandal. I'm not ready to talk about that. Um, all the stuff that's going on with Matt and Colleen actually seemed pretty happy. Brendan and Alexa kind of going through a tough situation right now. I'm trying not to talk about it because I feel bad. Anyways, December, the last month of the year. It was all about Harry and Meghan, right? I also looked up when doing this, I was like, when did Harry and Megan do their sit-down interview with Oprah? And that was in 2021 too. I'm like, this stuff feels like it happened yesterday. I remember getting my big tub of popcorn. I remember sitting down and Oprah, were you silent or were you silenced? Iconic moment. And then obviously this six-part series drops on Netflix. Um, like I said in, in previous episodes in the month of December, I feel for Harry and Meghan, if they want to live a normal life, they should be able to live a normal life. Um, I think they want royal life mixed with Hollywood life. And in England, they weren't getting that. So they decided to move to California. I would absolutely love, the dramatic in me would love a Kate and William Oprah moment. Wouldn't that just – Oh, it would be so good just to hear the other side of the story. Not saying that I would you know, lean more towards one or the other. Who knows? I would just love, love to hear Kate Williams' side of the story because I love tea. I don't want to end the episode because I don't want to stop talking to you because I love it. Seriously, guys, the podcast is one of my favorite parts. Of my life. And just thank you so much for spending the year with me. 2023 is gonna be even better. We're gonna get Bravo leopardies. We're gonna get Love is Blinders. Uh, I don't know if that's like how the plural form of that or whatever. We're gonna get Bachelor Nation members. We are gonna do the daggone thing in the year 2023. And I can't wait for you to join me. I won't talk to you until I'm back from South Africa. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh the next episode won't be until mid January. So you guys have a great new year. Have a fantastic start to your 2023. If you want, I'm doing a bachelor brain dump on Friday. We're also going to recap some of the biggest bachelor stories uh, that happened this year. So that's on the Patreon at Morgan's pop talks. We did a deep dive on Heather Gay's black eye on Monday. So make sure you subscribe to that. I'll see you in 2023. Love ya like a freaking sis. Goodbye. Ahura Media Production.